0: Hugh Freeze's biggest win on the recruiting trail so far, Walker White. What does that mean? Who else is on the way?
1: Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes.
0: You are Locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in. Locked on Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day. A little Cruton Thursday with uh, with recruiting expert John Garcia. And got to thank LinkedIn for being the recruiting sponsor across the Locked on Podcast Network. With LinkedIn jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experience to help you achieve your 2023 goals. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. John Garcia, last week, Walker White, Hugh Freeze, Auburn all shocked the world that those things all came together officially, that he put on the Auburn hat, that all of his family was wearing Auburn gear under their jackets and all that. You didn't expect this to happen. What was your initial reaction when you saw this news?
1: Well, yeah, Zach, typically the, the last big school into the race is usually not the victor of said race, especially when it comes to quarterback recruiting. We know this is an accelerated position. This is a positional group that often gets things done amid their junior season, if not shortly thereafter. So typically, especially in Walker White's case, who was really a breakout player in 2021, you're talking two years of some of these schools building relationships, whether it's Ole Miss, Alabama, certainly Arkansas, Baylor, some of the schools that were in the mix. And then Clemson Mm -hmm. comes in, and really from that moment – You thought the Tigers were going to be the team to beat in this recruitment, especially with that accelerated timeline that Walker White came through with. But of course, Hugh Freeze gets the Auburn job. He takes a visit or White takes a visit to the Plains. Uh, That offer comes down and all of a sudden Auburn is is backdooring a blue chip quarterback recruit who's going to be the face of the class of 24. So. Uh, I was surprised, just like I think many folks were. I thought he'd be in the ACC version of, of the Tigers, not in the SEC world sure. best. Um, But here we are. And I think, again, this is – you talk about a, a banner moment. I mean, this is exactly why you bring in a Hugh Freeze. Ironically enough, Zach, to this point, it's like every other box has been checked by this coaching staff in the first few months, right? You've hit local recruits. You, you crushed right. the end of the 23 cycle. The portal has been great to auburn thus far it's really been what about that banner quarterback no disrespect to hank brown who he brought over from liberty the baby goes on qbs in the portal right and it was like this was the first thing we thought hugh freeze would bring not necessarily the last but certainly in this case better late than never with walker white and this is now again the banner face of the 2024 auburn tiger recruiting class and and again a head-to-head win against clemson for any positional player is a big deal, yeah. um, and this is one of those flex the muscles moments for Freeze and, and that entire offensive staff because this was this was a late-breaking, momentous movement in his own recruitment. White always wanted to get things done early, so that timeline was public. Folks knew, hey, if you want to get involved here, you got to do it soon because he wanted to be committed well before his senior season. So for Auburn to take a shot at the buzzer and, and hit it, is a really big deal and and obviously satisfied, you know, one of the biggest, you know, misses or, or
0: complain areas uh, from the previous team. So when you see something like this, a a big sought after quarterback, I mean, when he did his live announcement, there were thousands of people watching it live. Um, And then he takes that moment, John, and he shouts out 12 players that he's like, come to Auburn, come to Auburn. He's actively, um, he's actively recruiting, On social media, Hugh Freeze is using his quotes for excuses to reach out to other players. We'll talk about one of those guys in Cameron Coleman in a second. But just like what when you see this type of thing happen where a big recruit doesn't have to be a quarterback, but I think a quarterback naturally makes it bigger just by nature of what the position is. John, when you see that early in the development of a class, I mean, you're talking about the 2024 early signing day being nine months away, right? What kind of impact can this potentially have for Auburn's twenty twenty four class?
1: It's it's massive. It's unlimited. I would say the type of impact that you can feel immediately with yeah. Walker White. Not not only is he a name and a known commodity at the game's most important position, which creates cachet in and of itself, right? But the effort that he was literally exuding immediately after letting people know he was going to Auburn, I think is exactly what you want. It's ideal. I mean, I think the COVID year in recruiting taught us that these quarterbacks have to be kind of coaches. They have to be extensions of the coaching staff. There are no rules limiting contact or anything like that Mm -hmm. from peer recruit to recruit. So I think now it's expected, right? You you have to have your face of the class early and often. And like you said, usually it's the quarterback position. But when it's a big name and a surprising head-turning type of commitment by itself, folks are going to pay attention. And obviously, there are so many great examples of quarterbacks who jumped on board before football began in their senior season and built great classes uh, basically because of that timing. I mean, Arch Manning to Texas last year probably the best example in recent memory, Um, obviously the biggest name in the sport, but behind the scenes, privately, Mm -hmm. very active in building that class. White will do it privately, but also publicly. And I think that's where you see and feel it a little bit more than an Arch Manning who is so private. So I think it's great news for Auburn and its fans, and he will be a de facto extension of this Hugh Freeze recruiting staff, not just coaching staff, but recruiting staff able to to dig in and and figure out information on all of these top targets and I don't think a kid like Walker White's going to limit himself to just the offensive guys you know the receivers the running backs the O linemen are going to get the tight ends are going to get a little bit more natural attention because those are the guys that are going to be around him in theory once they get to Auburn for good but I think a guy like Walker White this early especially Zach he'll help with some defensive recruits as well
0: do you think he was told what names to say
1: Uh, Yeah, it always works both ways, right? This is a, hey, if you can nudge these guys, we would appreciate it. Um, And again, there's nothing saying that that's wrong. Um, It's actually encouraged uh, by all indications. So yeah, you're nudged a little bit. You have to have this relationship to where there's transparency on the recruiting board. Hey, these are our top wide receiver options. These are our top running back options. And that board can and will change with um, the, the seasons, the off-season showcases, progressing, and, and obviously decisions being made. Um, so yeah, that's that's always going to be a part of the communication. And oftentimes, again, a quarterback jumping on board this early, this comfortable with the coaching staff. At some point, you're not even recruiting him anymore. It's almost like business phone calls and, and Zoom yeah. meetings to just figure out, hey, where do we go next? Who's visiting where? When are you coming back to campus? What can we do to? recruit through you as opposed to recruiting
0: you one to one. Can this catapult Auburn to a top 5 class, John? I'm not asking you to predict that, but like is the upside there with you freezing this early start? Absolutely. I
1: mean, I think you have to position, you have to do a couple things to have a shot at a top 5 class. I mean, mm-hmm. you you've got to if you're not if you're not Georgia Alabama, you've got to get the quarterback on board early. That's a huge deal. You got to have other galvanizing commitments and local targets that will move the needle, not just local for the sake of local, but local blue chippers, like we saw at the end of Auburn uh, at the end of the 23 cycle. Grabbing those type of players will always create momentum so that when you go into the season, you've already got half the class, if not more, already publicly on board. And then whatever the on-field product looks like, that will kind of help supplement the rest of those targets. So it's it's a bit of a timing and volume issue, just as much as it is, going out, competing, and landing these elite recruits uh, individually.
0: All right. One of the guys that Walker White mentioned at the time was committed to Alabama. Now he's not. The timing's interesting. We'll get John Garcia's thoughts on uh, Martavius Collins. Could he be a member of Auburn's 2024 class? Today's show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel is the only app that you need during your Super Bowl 57 viewing, whether you think the Chiefs are going to win, whether you think the Eagles are going to win, whether you think Patrick Mahomes is going to lead in passing or Jalen Hurts have the most touchdowns, whatever you think is going to happen, you need to check out FanDuel because they've got a prop for it. I all but guarantee it. And you can also download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get it at the. back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. FanDuel lets you bet on anything. Money line, point spreads, who will score a touchdown, and you get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today, fanduel.com slash locked on to claim that no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the nfl john garcia our guest on this crouton thursday let's talk about martavius collins six three two forty one athlete a lot of people label him as a tight end or an h back i read somewhere that he may want to play some wide receiver what are you hearing about this kid and specifically why do you think he decommitted from alabama
1: well, look, I mean, I think there's there's really two types of decommitments, right? You've got your, hey, I'm opening things back up because maybe I committed early and school X is still very much alive. And then you've got your others where it's like something happened and it's like both parties are moving on. And I think this is where Collins is with, with Alabama. There's really yeah. no buzz or, or confirmation that Alabama is going to continue pursuing Collins and Collins is going to continue to consider Alabama on his end so this one lies on the ladder of of those two examples and obviously that's great news for everybody that's in pursuit Auburn hosted him what at the end of January for one of those massive junior day weekends uh, that that we've seen um, stacking up there on the plains Miami a couple other schools are trying to get involved here so um, I think it's going to be fascinating to watch going forward Um, there's there's certain things that just draw more eyeballs and If you're Auburn and you grab a former Alabama commitment, just like the inverse always seems to be a big deal, that's a very big deal from a recruiting momentum optics perspective. And unfortunately, I know some people are listening to this saying, oh, who cares about the optics? It matters in recruiting. That and perception really do matter in recruiting because these are teenagers that are taking all of this in. So just like Walker White's decision was such a splash, this type of flip Uh, for lack of a better phrase, if it were to go down would feel somewhat similar. So I do think that Auburn is maybe in the driver's seat of this thing. I wonder now with him being on the market for just a couple of days, do other programs begin to recruit Collins as opposed Mm -hmm. to those that were already kind of involved? Do new schools try to jump into this mix if and when he starts to take additional visits and, and maybe prolong this thing? But if it's about the short term and locking in another spot, you got to feel really good about Auburn's chances relative to his most recent visits.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, t- the timing when they make these decisions matter, right. And and the yeah. fact that Walker mentioned him by name and then he, he decommits, he, he went to Auburn's junior day, which Walker was also there. I mean, it sounded like that was a super successful weekend, despite no public commitments that weekend, John. I mean, it just seems like there's a lot of signs pointing towards Auburn being the unofficial leader for this guy until until martavius comes out and says something otherwise i think that's kind of what a lot of people are going to believe
1: yeah and, and we should right we, we track just as much as we track what kids say you'll, you'll hear me say it all the time you got to track what they do mm. um and if you make a, a visit to one school decommit from another a week later i mean there's usually some some cause and effect there and, and it's usually as, as simple as it seems so Yeah, I think it's it's if it's a total reset and he's starting over, then we'll see. Right. Who become the major players? Does Auburn? Does Miami? Do these other schools stick with it with him? Uh, Or does this become, hey, I made one decision. Maybe it was too early. Now I think I'm getting ready to make another. You know, if it becomes that scenario, you absolutely have to feel great about Auburn's chances. But, um, yeah, tight ends one of the big priorities in this class, clearly.
0: Have you heard or seen any of the stuff about him wanting to play receiver? Is is that any kind of part? I mean, he he's big. I mean, six three, two forty-one. Yeah. He's an athlete. <laughs> Looks like he runs track. He does, you know, throws shot put. I mean, he's he's a player. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, I can't imagine people are like dying to put him at wide receiver. I could I could be wrong on this, John.
1: Yeah, I mean, usually that's a, a little bit advantageous when, when recruits say stuff like that because you're not going to be smaller in college, right? Usually it's it's you, you get a little bit bigger. If not, you right. maintain kind of the build you have. So, um, you know, 6'3", he, he can carry that 241 well, and he does right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, with another year of high school ball left before ever beginning his college career, hard to imagine him as a traditional wide receiver. But, of course, all these offenses want to maximize um, – whatever personnel they want to stick to. So if he has some wide receiver skills and traits, that could be somewhat of an advantage schematically when you're talking about not subbing in and out other personnel and giving multiple looks to the defense anyway. That's a very big deal in today's college football. So uh, don't blame him for being ambitious. And look, in the recruiting game, all is fair, right? So I'm sure at least one or two of these coaching staffs are saying, yeah, Martavius, come play receiver at 241. Why not?
0: Yep. All right. Three in-state players, two local, one local-ish that I want to get your thoughts on, John. And it seems like Auburn's kind of in the running for all of these guys. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Alumni Hall. If you're an Auburn fan, which you probably are, if you're listening to a daily Auburn podcast in the middle of February, you need to stack up. Stack up stock up on all of your Auburn gear swag. Look, I mean, it, it's a great time to, to stock up on all of these things with basketball really heating up. You want to make sure you're equipped and all decked out for wherever you're going to watch March Madness. Obviously, Auburn baseball and softball are right around the corner. Be sure you're ready to go for those spring sports as well, and the best place to do it is at our friends at Alumni Hall. And if you want to, if you're in the Auburn or Opelika area, head over to their Tiger Town location or their South College Street location, or also they have a place in Huntsville, too. And if you're listening, you're like, dang, I want to support these guys, um, but but I don't live in those markets. You still can. AlumniHall.com. And if you want stuff other than Auburn, they, they've they got that, too. If for some reason you want that, I don't know why you would, but Maybe gifts i don't know but be sure to check out alumnihall.com they've got everything with great shipping there and great pricing as well everything they're officially licensed for all of these schools so you don't have to worry about quality or anything like that thank you so much to alumni hall for partnering with locked on auburn john garcia our guest on this crouton thursday let's start with the local guys uh joseph phillips phillips with two l's john Um, Tuskegee, Alabama, Booker T. Washington linebacker, 6'3", 220 plus, um, guy's a heat seeking missile. He can kind of be all over the field. And it sounds like he's a hardworking kid. He's already like working a job and stuff too. I mean, this is a hard-nosed kid. Um, seems mature for his age based off of, you know, what I've heard about him. Um, what have you heard about Joseph Phillips with two L's? And what um what do you expect uh, Auburn's chances to be here?
1: Yeah, what what an athletic profile, right? I mean, like you said, that the height and weight is ideal. Great basketball player, two way football player. I mean, he plays a ton of offense there for Booker T, and he's productive on that side of the ball. So I love defensive projections that play offense because naturally there's there's so many similarities there, especially mm. in the pass first nature. Of the game, so yeah, kind of a hidden gem locally this time last year. But as the season began, uh, he obviously continued to turn a bunch of heads. And, and Cadillac Williams was one of the first big time college football coaches to establish that relationship. I believe that was his first SEC offer, if not FBS offer overall, back in the fall. Of course, Caddy is retained uh, by this current Auburn staff. Um, the, the offer is confirmed once again. After Freeze takes over, and really from that point, you felt like this the ball was in Auburn's court because, like we said earlier, Zach, the the huge area of need that Hugh Freeze addressed immediately after taking this gig was recruiting locally and recruiting well locally. Uh, it doesn't get a whole lot more local that, than down there at, at Tuskegee, so right. I do think, um, Auburn's in the driver's seat for this recruitment. I will say though. As the season wore on and as the new year o- approached, he started to get a bunch more scholarship offers. So this this reminds his me a little bit of J.C. Hart's stacked. recruitment. I mean, right. his offer list is like the whole SEC now. Right. It reminds me a bit of J.C. Hart, right? Um, gets mm, the Auburn yep. offer early, and that kind of puts him on radar. He does some due diligence and explores a little bit, but it was kind of always – in Auburn's court, this one feels somewhat similar. I think Phillips will take some visits uh, and, and see additional options. But look, he's frequenting Auburn. He was at that same junior day that we continue to right. talk about. Uh, it, it's going to be tough to overcome this, especially with the continuity of Cadillac Williams from one staff to the next. And that's something that a lot of these local or, and or in-state targets are going to have in common, right? If Cadillac Williams was that that guy or Zach Etheridge was, was the coach who built that relationship retaining them means that much more for those recruits in particular because now the new and improved auburn is combining with this long-standing relationship as opposed to learning everything all new at the same time so don't underestimate that as auburn puts this class together but yeah joseph phillips you got to feel pretty good about him if you're an auburn fan right now
0: all right let's stay local before we go local ish john Cameron Coleman, we mentioned the four-star wide receiver from Central Phoenix City, 6'3", 175, great size, great speed. I mean, just looks like a really good ball player if we're just going to be straightforward here. Um, so after that, there's a story that was, that was written by by Keith Niebuhr at Auburn Live about how Coleman talks about, he got a text from Freeze saying like, hey, I got a quarterback in your class today and he called you out, like, let's, let's chat. Um, and that seemed to kind of, putting it i mean it seems like that impacted cameron coleman um but and i think auburn fans hear that story john they get a little excited and they're like oh crap he's at central say this has had such a hard time doing that but i mean it sounds like it sounds like hugh freeze is putting a lot of emphasis on getting out to phoenix city to, to see these guys often but what are you hearing about cameron coleman
1: hey look the 23 class you buck the auburn high trend so in 24 naturally right time to buck the central Phoenix city high school trend. Cause yeah, it's got to happen at some point. Right. Um Yeah. Going back to, to Justin Ross, Markel Benton, all those classes four or five years ago, six years ago, yeah, I mean, it just, it's been uh, conveniently absent. Uh, Auburn has. So that's one of those, you know, the day Hugh freeze got the gig and was talking to folks locally, you know, that he said, Hey, what are the, some of the schools I, I have to go hit? I can't imagine two or three or four other schools coming up before uh, CHS did. Um, And and naturally in this cycle, Coleman's the guy. Uh, So I do think that's something that, you know, is, is on the minds of that entire coaching staff and and the Auburn fans for that matter. You couple that with the fact that it's an offensive target, a big, easy to see talent at wide receiver, which means guess what? A lot of schools are going to get involved here. A lot of easy eyeballs, easy evaluations, when it comes to Coleman, who's a great basketball player, he plays above the rim in hoops, reminds you a little bit of Justin Ross at, at six foot three uh many years ago. So naturally, it feels like that one has as much importance as any in-state recruiting battle going forward. Kind of like Keldrick Falk last year, it was like, this is the one you got to win close to home. Yeah. It feels like that here with Coleman uh, naturally. Alabama's involved A bunch of other schools are involved could that be an iron bowl battle we haven't really seen that from the central Phoenix City kids they've been the ones to kind of buck the trend right Um, Clemson has obviously done maybe the best job at that high school over the last five plus years so who can who can start to combat that and chip away at what Dabo Sweeney's built naturally again with the position projection uh, and that athletic profile I think Hugh Freeze is going to be in position to do so and look if you're Coleman of course it matters. When, when you have a quarterback that's starting to recruit you, Clemson doesn't have one committed. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Alabama has one from California committed, not kind of the same deal as one who grew up in SEC country like Walker White. So I do think that's going to matter. Um you always want to pair yourself as a receiver with great quarterbacks. We talked about the Arch Manning effect right. earlier. I don't know if they had any receivers committed before Arch jumped on and then they brought in like a four wide receiver class. So that stuff really does matter in recruiting. And, and again, you know, there's an extra emphasis on central Phoenix city uh, and, and Patrick Nix, of course.
0: Yeah. Right. John, I've only got you for like a few more minutes. Give me one minute's worth of uh, Jamarian Burnett Andalusia, about two hours, 15 minutes away from Auburn. Six, one, two, 10. Sounds like Auburn's close with him. It's
1: felt like that for a while. Right. Another yeah. one that we talked about Cadillac Williams recruit at running back. I mean, these are the ones that you feel, especially good about and he's been hinting at a decision basically every single time he he speaks to the media even yesterday i was kind of stalking his twitter he said hey y'all know where i can buy some college hats i mean he's looking to make a decision (laughs) alumni hall alumni hall.com by the way yeah exactly so sooner the better i mean that's exactly what you want from the auburn perspective big physical downhill back ready made for the sec from a classic sense. Um, so that's the kind yeah. of guy you want to build uh, in state around uh, from a physicality standpoint. And another one who would profile very well, given all the sec options that that Burnett has at his disposal. And shockingly, yes, he was also at that junior day.
0: Right? No, I mean, who wasn't there was like 200 right. kids there. Crazy stuff. John, how can people give you some love brother? Yeah. Let's talk ball on Twitter.
1: John Garcia, underscore Jr. Or of course, bug me on the lockdown network. I'll be uh, talking to a bunch of you here.
0: That's right. He's all over the place all over the place for sure. You can find all my written work at auburndaily.com. We will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.